Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, joining us on the Dignified Delinquents podcast, he is an actor, a YouTuber, a comedian who's currently touring across the country. He's the host of Wording is Hard, Spelling is Hard, More to the Story, and the show that kept me entertained all quarantine, Zooming with the Homies. Originally from the east side of St. Louis, welcome to the Dignified Delinquents podcast. That damn to hear more. What up, though? How y'all doing? What's going on, boss man? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Listen, I appreciate you for, for for jumping on here with me, man. I, I've been a I've been a fan since since the quarantine. I got to oh, tell nice. you that. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, it. I appreciate it. Absolutely, y'all. You you kept me um kept me kept me going. We were you know you'll be up full five o'clock in the morning doing quarantine. So yeah, watching yeah. your content, watching watching Kev, watching Zooming with the homies, and seeing you. That's how I met Ty Davis and so forth. So oh, nice. Yes, yeah, sir. That's my homie. She's actually going out on tour with me. That's who my feature is, Cy Davis. Absolutely, That's, I saw I saw on the flyer, man. So so how how, how life treating you, man? It's a, you know it's Wednesday, twenty twenty two. We getting through the year. How, how how everything going for you? Life's good, man. You know, woke up this morning early. Uh, worked out with the trainer. Um, you know, hopped on a conference call when he got a haircut. Now cleaning up uh, and doing a podcast, man. Life is good. I can't complain. I'm getting to live my life to the fullest and do exactly what I want to. Absolutely. So that's, that's a, that's a blessing in itself right there. Now, when you get your haircut, do you get the spray? You get the, you get the, are you just like, no, hey, no, no, no. That's all me. That's you all you. That's, that's, that's all me. That's thanks to my mom. That's just good jeans right there. You see it? I that's see, okay. Right there. Okay. No okay. Paint, I see. <laughs> no, no pencils, you know, not, not taking shots at anybody. They use it, you know, you God s- forbid that I had to get there. I will. You know, you, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know why barbers it. use that. Like it's almost like a, like a cheat. Like they cheating when they use it. It feels like they cheating me. And listen, you never know. Somebody might, they might be leaving, going on their first date. You know, to meet the, the partner that they gonna spend the rest of their life with. So you want to have a crisp. My thing is like if you do anything vigorous, yeah. any sweating, any perspiration, you you out of there. You yeah. know, shower, you out yeah. of there. You know, so Pooh that's day. why I would never do it because it's like it don't last long enough. You know, I don't. I don't even have a full beard. I don't know if you can see it or not. But my barber, oh, I he, see it. He, he, I see he, it. you see the little bit I got. He put me I in see the what game. I don't see. <laughs> he tried to put me in the game with a little line, and I'd be like, "Come on, man, just go. I'm gonna wipe this off when I get in the car. I can't go home like this." Man, yeah, yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> hey, man, I, I appreciate you for jumping on here with me, man. I, like I said, I, I've been, sure. a, I've been a fan since quarantine, man, and and you were one of the people in quarantine who kept content fresh and coming and going. Uh, yeah. was quarantine to you? Was that a blessing for you? Did you see your audience grow during that quarantine? Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it was a uh, it was a uh, a hard it was it was a hard thing to embrace because there were so many people that were going through the opposite side of that. So I didn't want to come off insensitive. Uh, so I just kind of kept it to myself. But I definitely saw the flourish. Um, I didn't mind quarantine too much, other than like just being cooped up in the house and not being able to go. Out, you know, friends being able to come over because we were big on game nights before the quarantine. And now that it's kind of lifted for the most part, you know, we have a lot of people over. But outside of that, I don't mind. You know, uh, I mean, I, I did miss touring because uh, I absolutely love the stage. It's, it's a high that nothing else compares to. But um, if I was able to still provide for my family and still live to the the level of uh, the quality of life that I was accustomed to, that I, I mean, that wasn't a horrible thing to me. I got to create content. Uh, a lot more people got to meet my family. My yeah. wife stepped in front of the camera. Um, so it was a good thing for me, man. Absolutely. Happy belated, belated Mother's Day to your wife as well. Absolutely. Uh, pass pass that along that. from me to her. Man, um, I got you. <laughs> quarantine was one of them things, man. It was almost like a blessing in disguise, like you said. I was able to connect with 
people who I've seen and been peers of and, and admired mm-hmm. their work from afar, but yeah. they, they wasn't doing nothing though at the house. So, uh, it, it, it was one of those things that was, that was cool. And, and you brought some of everybody on your show, uh, zooming yeah. with the homies from, from, uh, Ty Davis to, um, my man from bigger who I, I just had on the podcast and his Tristan. name is, yeah, there you go, Tristan. Boy. His birthday is, uh, coming up on the 12th. Tristan so, uh, Winger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, what did zooming with the homies come from? Was that just something that y'all always already did? Like, man, let's just do this in front nah. of some people. That was more of like wanting to connect with my friends. Uh, and I, this was before Instagram was letting you do the boxes so we could have four people on at one time. Mm. So that was just wanting to talk to more than my, more than one of my friends at a time. So, uh, Zoom with the homies kind of was created from that. The first one went, I think, five and a half hours. Sheesh. Uh, we, we hopped on around 12 a.m. or close to 12. We didn't finish like five something. Um, and from there, I was like, damn, I think I got something here. So I just kind of structured it a little bit, gave it a, name and uh the rest is history you know uh just that the consistency was the biggest thing you yeah. know saying that i'm gonna be here five nights a week new lineup hilarious and um that was that was probably the most difficult part because uh when you first tell somebody that's not your homie you know what I'm saying hey i got this this podcast it goes about two hours you know that's kind of jarring you know i give up two hours of your day but the, the what i had working in my my favor was it was a quarantine so people really didn't have anything to do unless it was another show that they were gearing up to go on zoom for so luckily um i was able to get it at a, at a prime slot time wise and uh people were mainly available and the people that came on really showed out so it was a blessing absolutely it was always i was like i said damn i don't know to hear for real for real i know him as a as a person on the screen i said one damn day i'm gonna be on zoom with the homies like, it didn't happen hey. but you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you never know, you never know. Happen, man I, I tried to bring it back but my, my schedule right now is just too it's, it's too much for me to to maintain that like I, I i have a small team my editor and an assistant I would have to have like somebody else over programming to really yeah. like pick the people for that and, and make sure it's getting posted appropriately. Uh, and it would probably just go to once a week. That was the plan for this year to start once a week. So I could still keep the sponsorship and all of that, the brand deals going. But uh, right now I just don't have the bandwidth to, to do it at the level that I'm accustomed to. Absolutely. And that's a blessing. Cause that just means that you, uh, you booked and busy, man. <laughs> that just means that you I, got some things I, going on. I try- God, God's still in the business of blessing. Absolutely, God is in the blessing business, man. Now, now I, I found this interesting. Um, you, you used to be a science teacher. You were a science teacher for about three years. What yeah. was entertainment always the goal, or did you did you get there on a whim, or was it like I always wanted to be this? How did you how did you fall into the entertainment uh, comedy stand? I always knew I wanted to do it. Uh, started teaching as a means to an end. That was a, I started as a sub and bounced around from school to school. And then I went to one school. And they really liked the way that I uh, brought the, the the lesson plans and things of that nature. So they asked me to stay and I became a permanent sub. And that's how I ended up subbing for three years at a middle school. Uh, but our comedy was always the end goal. I know once I finished up school, uh, I was planning on moving either to New York, Atlanta, or uh, L.A. I tried Atlanta. I just felt like at the time I didn't have enough options to keep me from having too many kids. Mm. <laughs> uh, and New York was just it was too much hustle and bustle. Like I like I like hustling. Like I don't mind working on any day, For birthday, sure. anniversary, holidays, Christmas. I don't care. I'll work. Um, but I also understand and appreciate even more so now the 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 presence of of peace 
And I just feel like New York never had that. Like four o'clock in the morning feels like three o'clock in the afternoon. That's mm. always the hustle and bustle. And I just didn't want that to be the standard of my quality of life. So uh, I settled on L.A. And the first time I came out here for a gig, I hadn't even got off the plane yet. I was just in between the fuselage and 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 the, the loading dock. Uh, loading uh, The sunlight hit me on my head. And I looked up. I remember looking up as I was taking my first step. And I'm like, I'm going to move here. So I did the gig. I stayed in town for a couple of days later and uh, looked for apartments, found a place, flew back home. All my stuff was already packed up because I had just finished up a tour anyway. So I just grabbed I found a, um, a moving lo- company. They packed up everything. I hopped in my Altima. And I was here 22 hours later. Oh man, that ain't nothing but God, though. That's that's all that yeah. is is just Him yeah, showing yeah, you where yeah. and and telling and, and telling you what He needed you to do in order to get Absolutely. you where you at. Man, Absolutely, look. He's always had a, a nice firm hand on my life, kind of guiding me. So I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, but yeah, that definitely was that because most people don't find apartments that fast. Uh, you know, it takes a couple of weeks to do the background check and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. We got to gather the money. I was just in a position at that time while I just had all the ducks lined up and I was able to just hit them with everything they asked for in the same day. And uh, that that was a blessing for sure. Yes, sir. Now, now let's talk about your friendship with, with Kev on stage and, and Tony Baker. Now, you met Kev through, was it through the comedy circuit and y'all just became friends through that? And same thing with Tony? Big Labia Energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Your tolerance. Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two. I thought you were going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day. <laughs> Starting at the tail, I, mean, I just ate a little bit. Then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of we're an acceptable talking about scenario. A feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe. It could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> My my aunt is a doctor and kid was getting a head reduction surgery and she was like, yo, this guy came into the office. I think you would really like him. Uh, but yeah, no, I met Kev through All Dev Digital. He was my he was a manager of the comedy uh, channel. So he was a person that I reported to who I had to do reports in. Uh, he would charge us with uh, coming up with new shows like uh, uh, Bad News was my show and mm. a couple of others. So I started working at All Dev Digital doing a drop me and Meg Scoop. And that was just a part-time gig. Then they moved us to full-time. And then we became just payroll people at that point. Gotcha. And then same with, with Tony Baker, was that the comedy circuit? How did that work out? Yeah, I knew com- I knew Tony from the comedy circuit. Uh, and it was one of those things like, man, I know if we be friends. Like, we got a chance to be friends. We really good friends. Yeah, but yeah. In, in the comedy circuit, you usually, like, passing by. You see each other in passing. So I never had a chance to really, like, uh, nurture that relationship and that friendship. And it wasn't until all that did. And then more specifically, the tour that Kev asked me to host, the first tour, uh, when we actually got a chance to like cultivate that friendship and nurture it and really grow from it. So I always wanted to be friends with him and even with Kev. Um, but we were always at work and on the weekends he was flying out doing, you know, private gigs right. and things of that nature. And he doesn't really hang out. I've never moved to LA and hung out in a comedy clubs the, the traditional way that most comics do it. Right. Because he already had a following. So he was getting booked by churches and and events and things of that nature. And then when his video started going viral, then the, the weekends are being spent in Atlanta at Waffle House headquarters and things of that nature and Chick-fil-A headquarters. So um 
it was one of those things where it was just timing. And it was at that time where I felt like I didn't actually have a crew, like, because I wasn't really rolling with any particular group. I was just cool with all of these groups. Right. And uh, I just, I stayed focused and, and kept working and the consistency paid off. And eventually me, Kevin, Tony merged together. And that was the uh, Real Comedians of Soul. Absolutely. Tour. And and you know what? I'm I'm on the East Coast. I'm in I'm in Jacksonville. But to okay. us us on the East Coast, y'all y'all click the three of y'all is equivalent to Chico Bean DC Carlos. Where it's like, man, this is a this is a a close knit group of friends who do this mm-hmm. who do this comedy thing together. So it's just dope to to see y'all move together. You don't really see that as often because sometimes this game can be yeah. you know very much. Me, 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 I, I, I. So it's dope to see that you Absolutely. all work together yeah. and move together and, and big each other up every chance you get, man. That's, you don't see that happen too often. That's, that's very true. And I never even thought about it. Like, we've been on a show together and everything and never even made the comparison. I think mainly because our followings are so different. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, like, if I, if I had came up around Carlos uh, or that, that meshing had happened around that time, Carlos, that following would be more of my following for the most part. Uh, but I just, uh, it, it happened the way it was supposed to happen and when it happened. And that was with Kel's following. And uh, I think that's amazing. Um, I'm very grateful for everything that Kev taught me, really taught me how to cultivate my following. And I've always been a person that never looked at at people as fans. I never wanted to refer to them that I think is kind of diminishing for all the support that my supporters and my tribe give me. I feel like fans are people that just, you know, like a video, they might talk about it in a conversation. Mm-hmm. But supporters are people that have shared the video, posted to their stories, tag people in it. You know, these are people that are invested in a success. And I feel like, you know, just calling them fans was kind of um, it, it was it was it was it was not holding all that it really was for them. For sure. So I always call them supporters. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very thankful for my my supporters. And you call it what you call it? The more mob. Yeah, the more mob. The more mob. Yeah. yeah, and not all the supporters are in the more mob. You know, what I'm saying the more mob is a, uh, for the most part, a, a financial obligation. You know, these people pay between five and ten and fifteen dollars a month to get exclusive content. Um, they got a lot of content on tour. Uh, outside of the videos that I was posting every day, they got weekly tour vlogs, so they got to see the behind the scenes, nice. us traveling, us in the airport, us having family dinner, us uh, playing games. You know, all of that type of stuff. They got to see the real behind the scenes, really get a a, a glimpse while I lift the, the veil and see how we really interact with each other and then see that it's not just when the camera's on, like when we are aggravated and tired in the airport because a flight might have got canceled, you got to see that real. So uh, I think they appreciated being able to get that glimpse of what life is really like. Absolutely, man. That's a dope concept to have to have uh, that exclusivity to to you because we do the podcast mm-hmm. and you you got the YouTube, you know, become a YouTube member. But I never yeah. looked at it like, you know, it ain't got to be this great, perfect, nicely cut content all yeah. the time. It can, it nah, can just man. literally be us behind the scenes just talking. I, I, I like it gritty, like porn. I don't like, like <laughs> porn. I like amateur porn. Yeah. I want, I want, I want camera fall. See the camera porn. fall. Yeah. Yeah. Being lit by the, by the hallway light. You know what I'm saying? Like turn that, turn that bedroom light off. Right. That's too much. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no production. There's no studio lights out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Her shoes, her, her socks don't even match. That's what I like. You know what I'm saying? When it's real, well, she wouldn't even expect them to give it up. Yeah, like it's I the like bottom. 
come up her like feet that. dirty? What the hell? But I ain't gonna stop hey, doing. I don't mind. I don't mind. She had a long day. I don't know her walk. You know what I mean? Praise God. Absolutely. Hey, uh, one of one of um, you were just on uh, Clint Coley's uh, podcast not too long ago. Yeah. Advice from a fuck boy and. Uh, Clint, I'm Clint is on tour. He has his tour. Um, that's touring mm-hmm. across the country. My edible kicked in. One of the things that he was saying, and he gave me this advice, and I see that you that you probably take this advice as well and use it. I, I'm I'm kind of curious of how you how you alter it for you. Mm-hmm. Clint was saying that you know the podcast and everything that you do should lead back to something. So if you're mm-hmm. creating content, if you're doing a podcast, if you're making videos, it should lead back to something. So for him, it leads back to his stand-up. Is all of yeah. your content leading back to your stand-up, or is it leading to something bigger? Maybe a play that you, a show you want to write, or a movie that you want to pitch. It's always leading back to the brand. My name is a brand. I look at myself like Jay Z said. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business yeah, man. You, go. you know what I'm saying? Like I, to hear more, it will be a household name, and everything associated with me will have a certain level of quality with, with my dealing. So um, whether it's a tour that's coming out, or a new show that I'm launching, or I'm selling a show to a, uh, a network, and you guys are familiar with it already, you know that show is going to be dope. Um, whether it's uh, me being on somebody's podcast, you you just know when you see that name. It's like you know with with, uh, with Blue Magic, you yeah. know, what I'm saying like you know the quality of that. You know that this it's it's a trusted brand, and that's what it always comes back to me. Like I want people to feel satisfied after they watch something or pay for something or purchase one of my shirts that they they feel they feel satisfied with the amount of money that they spent and what they got in return so i'm uh you know it, yeah i can i can save you know six hundred dollars if i go with this this printing company on my t-shirts but i know these shirts are gilded and they're gonna crunch up after three or four washes yeah. and and then they start leave because i always rock black t-shirts and then you iron it's got the little white streaks yeah. in it or something like that like i know that but if people are going to take the money that they spent their hard-earned money maybe working at a job that they hate maybe working at a job that's temporary but they decided to break bread with you financially like then i want them to know at the end of the day they're getting some of a quality value so that's what that always comes back to me like just back to the brand always great entertainment high quality and you get your money's worth absolutely man, that, man that's dope i i was <laughs> the crazy thing is and, and and just crazy how life works sometimes i was just talking to my wife man and we were we were just having that conversation of you know mm-hmm. what are you doing all this for like what is what is the end goal you know are yeah. you is it is it for stand-up is it for the writing is it for but i never looked at it as you know the way that you just broke it down as you are the brand everything feeds yeah. back to you that i've never i never thought about it like that i was using this to you know Feel my dates when I go on the road. You know, I'm using the podcast to try to get more butts in the seats, mm-hmm. but I need to be focused on a grander scale of like, nah, nigga, you the yeah. it's you. <laughs> Listen, bro, it always comes back to I'm that nigga. Yeah, like, like I'm that nigga, bro. Like, whatever you need, like if you know I'm in that area, I'm somebody that can get you that answer. And if I don't have it, I can connect you with somebody that got it. I'm that nigga. Like yeah. in, in all cases, all forms, all shapes, all fashions. There it is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm that nigga, nigga. And, and, and that's it. <laughs> I, I do a Tuesday night joint 
It's called It's Just a Good Time. It's not a comedy show, it's just a kickback. And we do it at this little speakeasy and it's kind of hitting. It's one of those, like, if you know, you know type things because I don't promote it on social media. Mm. There ain't no flyers being made for it. Everything is like via text. I literally text everybody that I invite or email or call them or talk to them face to face. Like, I take it back to the old school because you make more meaningful interactions that way. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want somebody just to see it. I want them to see it and be intrigued and want to check it out. And so that's why I tell them to come. And when they come, I buy their first drink. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I want them to experience something like they've never experienced. You never experienced that type of patronage uh, with somebody like invite you out, take care of your first drink, introduce you to people, make you feel welcome but make you feel special like you're supposed to be there. And that's why it's, it's, it's just a good time. It's so dope. Last night, we had one of the biggest and best turnouts we've ever had. And we've only been going for about four months. Mm. You know, we only do it every other Tuesday. But my wife asked me the other day, like, why did you take this on? Like, you didn't have to do this to the point where now you got to invite people and make the new flyer and book the DJ and all this type of stuff. It's like, I'm that nigga. Yeah. I'm never going to just sit back and just like hope stuff works out. I want to have that shit popping. You know, I want people like, yo, he got a dope ass comedy night this night and he going to tour in this city this weekend. And he got a dope ass Tuesday night. Is it comedy? No, it ain't comedy. You just go there, chill, good music, great drinks. I want to be known as that nigga. And that takes work. And that takes a, a lot of putting in hours and a lot of sacrifices and your wife asking you those type of questions why did, couldn't you just not do this it's like that's never been me yeah that's never been me to sit back and not do something yeah if there's an opportunity for growth in business because this isn't a money grab like that it's just a good time it's just it's a place for us to fellowship and and, and break bread and, and, and talk and catch up outside of the comedy club when we see each other in passing and it's just a, the normal hey how you doing everything good okay cool this is a time for us to really sit down and catch up on each other's lives with, with no stress of, oh, you next, oh, you on deck, or oh, I got bumped, none of that type of shit. This is just us being people. And I feel like it's so needed, especially in Hollywood, because you have so many no's and so much negativity and so much competition. This is a place where we all equal. Yeah. No drink costs as much as they drink costs. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody buying no booths. Now, these booths are reserved for me, but ain't nobody buying no booths. You can't buy no booths. Right. It's not that type of thing. It's just a place for you to be a person. You know what I'm saying? And have a good time. Absolutely. Man, I, what I, I'm curious now, what what is your what is your why? Like I I, I love doing comedy, podcast, entertaining. And it's, it's not for me selfishly. I care more so about putting a smile on someone else's face. I care yeah. more, I care more about how I can interact and change your day in that moment. I'm, yeah. I'm, and people people look at me when I'm crazy when like I'm crazy when I say that. We had a show in Charlotte at the comedy zone. And mm-hmm. they were thinking that we were going to do, you know, this extra mom. heard that word. I fucked up. We thought mm-hmm. it was going to do this big ass word, this big ass number of tickets. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll be fucking up sometimes, too. Me too, man. Word is hard. <laughs> they thought we was going to do this big number of tickets. And we didn't we didn't hit what we were supposed to. And yeah. and some people were like, well, you ain't upset. You ain't mad. I said, hell no. Nah, these 45 people finna get these jokes because because they're here. So so yeah. what is, what is yeah, your absolutely. why? Um my why is these bitches, bro. I mean, like, I just, <laughs> bitches. I mean, let's keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? Bitches and money, right? Um, no, nah, seriously, it's uh, it's so much deeper than that for me. I, I, I definitely appreciate and value money, but I really feel like it's a tool. And just like all tools, you should have a decent amount of them and a, and a, and a, and a good fortitude of them saved up. And money to me is a tool that provides freedom. The freedom to be able to do this podcast at 1 p.m. in the daytime. Yeah. The freedom to be able to go on tour and take somebody with me and pay for their flight and pay for their hotels. Mm. So they don't have to come out of pocket and they could just 
worry about delivering their jokes so we have an astronomical show right astronomical um, there you go for I me, said it too. It's, it's about some <laughs> it's, it's it's about somebody watching my special or my sitcom or my movie or one of my sketches somebody that could be terminally ill and they know there's no light at the end of the tunnel for anything that they're doing at that point but in the, in that moment that they're watching my content for however long it is 30 minutes five minutes an hour and a half whatever it is for that time they just exist in that moment they just laugh they gas they go through all the ups and downs of whatever the content is displaying and they get lost in that that for me is why i do it because like there's no monetary value in that there's no there's no uh comparison there's nothing comparable to that that is a completely standalone feeling that you know that you provided for someone Absolutely. and for me if you can do that in any sense in any genre of art you've already won and if you move with that type of mindset the, the money's gonna come because what you're doing is a truly selfless act you're doing something to like you said provide a smile on other people's faces the money always gonna come mm -hmm. Cause my consistency there and the, and the value and the quality is there. It, it, I mean, I, I took business administration with an emphasis on entrepreneurship and a minor in marketing. If you have a service that's in need and it's quality, the money's going to come. Mm. So that's how I think about it. I'm doing an amazing service. The consistency is there and people need to laugh every day. The money just has to follow it. You just have to determine what you're going to put first. And for me, value and consistency come first. And so the money always trails, but it always shows up. Yeah. I've never had a point where, you know, I, 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 I'm I not going to be one of those comics. But like, yo, I was homeless. And, you know, I got this one showing to change my life. That won't be me. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, shit was going good. And then shit got great. Yeah. Because I, like I worked for it and I worked hard for it. So that's 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 going to be my story. And that's my why. It's like to be able to provide that for somebody. Man, that's, that's shit. I I think that's. I was like when I say literally talking to my wife about it and and was stressing. I had I had a a, a shitty day yesterday. Just mm -hmm. just looking at numbers and looking at you know projections of what we what we anticipated doing and what we didn't do and what we could have did. And mm -hmm. I, I was getting mad and stressed and frustrated. And my wife was like, "You just got to remember why you're why you're doing this. Why yeah. are you doing this? What's the reason? Because if it's if it's for the shit that's stressing you out and pissing you off, you might need to stop." Yeah, because, because the average span of a black man's life is 60, 65. She said, so you got 40 more years left, sir, if you keep this up. So so I, yeah. I appreciate her, her for that. And I appreciate you for, for saying that because it, it gave me clarity. It made it make more sense for me. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah, one of my good friends, uh, my brother Eugene Haynes, man. I'm always gonna say his name because I want I want his name to be attached to this anytime I say it on a platform. He gave me a task one time when I felt stagnant and felt like I wasn't making that change. He had me write down a resume, an entertainment resume, 
uh, accomplished resume of all the things I had done in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And then look at where I am now. And when I made that, it started off as one sheet Then I forgot about something, <laughs> forgot about something else. And it ended up being three pages long. Yeah. And I looked at those three pages over the span of those three years and where I was at that part. And I just, I was so humbled and so embarrassed that I was trying to rush the process and not trust God's timing. Cause we, as humans and, and entertainers and, and people that just want it, we're so close to this. We're like, we're up on it. We're on the heels of success. We yeah. just want it so bad. And sometimes you have to take a step back and take a step back and, and then really reassess, uh, really assess where you are in life. You'd be like, man, look at all that ground I covered. Mm. Look at all the things I did on the path to success. Look at how much stuff I already succeeded in. And when you do that, sometimes it makes you more appreciative of where you are. And, and then it, it strikes point. And so I would always challenge anyone to do that when they get to a point where they feel stagnant, when they're not feeling as creative, when they feel like they're not making a difference or that's not going the way that they want to. Like do that and see if that changes something for you, because that works for me every time I have to go back to it. Absolutely. I, man, I, I know this was an interview. The Play Cousins, that's who we call everybody who, who watch us and support us. We call them Play Cousins. The Play Cousins, yeah. man, they were really excited about you coming on. I think that this has done more for me in these 20 minutes of us um, just talking has done more for me. And I'm going to I'm going to go from this conversation and try to be better. Now, now, this question ain't got shit to do with nothing because he is that nigga. Nigga. I mean, you, I mean, come on, man. Come on. And this ain't this ain't my mug. I, we bought this at the this spot out here called the the Black Family. I mean Black Market Flea. It's like a black first of all, man. If you come to LA, look it up. It's called a Black Market Flea. And they got a, a couple of these uh buy back buy black the block. Excuse me. Buy black, buy black the block. The block. Okay. Um it's a couple of them that black owned businesses, thrifts, and all of that, and they just do a big uh, flea market. Uh, sometimes it's the last Sunday of the month. Sometimes it's the, the last Saturday. But just just look them up. LA is so diverse. When you come from a smaller town, like you come from Charlotte, you're known for being around black people. I've been out here for 13 years. And unless I live in Inglewood, Watts, Compton, something like that, mm -hmm. it's not... Uh, I'm always the minority. I live in Glendale now, and it's all Armenians around me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I see black people at shows sometimes. But the one black club that we had here, the, the major one that I used to be, call my home, the comic store, closed down during the, uh, the um, pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we lost that. And so I lost a lot of that feeling where it's just being around my people. And these things are so energizing, invigorating. Before I found out about stuff like this and, and I was doing rooms regularly, I would just go home for that recharge because I needed that. Yeah. You need to be around people that look like you know you that can pour into you especially if you're a person in entertainment or a person of service that just gives 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 so i'm gonna have to go home to get that recharge but like these things give me so much joy to see black light skin all shades freckled all type of hair just smiling excited about life excited about that day being present and that's one of the things i struggle with so so much in my past and i've got so much better with it but being present because we want success so much we're always constantly thinking about what we need to do what we got to do tomorrow the email we didn't send yeah. how come we ain't blown yet this video didn't do this all of that type of stuff you're never present you're going to look up and you're not going to remember where the last five years of your life went mm. that's five years of your life and you can't pinpoint 10 instances in each one of those years because you were never living in the moment so this right here, that 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 black market flea, man, it is so freeing for me 
to just be around people that are just there in the moment and laughing and smiling. They always have a, a musical guest and all. It's just, it's a good time, man. Find places like that where you can get lost in that moment yeah. and you can really live and not just exist because we lost two years with nothing. We had nothing to do with There's nothing we could change. You existed for two years. Yeah. You made it for two years. You got by for two years. Spend the rest of your live your years on this earth living. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. find something that makes you get lost in that, that moment because that shit really matters. I tell you this, sir. Uh, if you want a second career, pastoring is going to be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, people say that sometimes, but I, I feel like if God put that on my heart as my ministry, then of course, obedience is better than sacrifice. I would do it. But I think right now, you have people like Kev, who you know he comes from a church background, yeah. and you see it. And I think that's why a lot of people discredit him about how funny he is until he got to the place where he is now. Yeah. And you see he's a beast on stage, right? But then you have people like me. And I feel like I'm was like I, I I'm like a disciple in the sense of like, Jesus didn't hang out in the church. He hung out in the hood because yeah. the people in the church are already good. So you, you walk up on one of the, the disciples, you know what I'm saying? You think it's just sweet, but... You find out like he's a killer too, mm -hmm. but he also knows the Lord. So I feel like I've always been the person to be a bridge to helping people see there's a better way of doing things, a better way of conducting themselves. I've always been the guy that's like very anal about cleanliness. Like I go get my nails and my toes done at this place called Hammer and Nails. It's a male grooming spot twice a month. You know what I'm saying? I got a membership to them. I, I got curology for my face. And you see the, the lip balm, that's curology too. I've always been that person to like kind of tell people, hey man, you know, you could do that like this and this. Yeah. Versus saying, man, what the, what the fuck you doing like that? You know, because it's, it's hauling the delivery. And a lot of guys don't know how to talk to each other because we weren't talked to. We weren't taught how to express our feelings and emotions. Think about when you were a kid, you failed, you were two or three. They told you immediately, get up, you're a big boy. Big yeah. boys don't cry. Wipe it off. You'll be okay. Shake it off. And that has been a perpetual cycle that the black man and, and people of color have been in our entire lives. Even when it comes down to therapy, you don't talk about family business outside of this house, nigga. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Yeah. To your therapist. Therapy saved my, my life and my marriage, bro. And so I feel like I've been one of those people that's always been able to bridge the gap and, and help people see the bigger picture. Like life is really short. And if you live it like you're playing checkers, you're never going to feel fulfilled because mm. it's going to be over too fast. Yeah. And if you pull back a little bit, think a little bit before you make your moves and, and, and look at the long term outcome, you'll have a more fulfilled life. And that's just all I try to do, man. It's just like, you know, my 20s were existing. You know what I'm saying? I was I was bouncing from here to here, touring, smashing a lot of chicks and I had fun. But I was really existing, you know what I'm saying? I was existing from day to day. And now my 30s, my late 30s, I'm just, I'm trying to live as much as I can, man. I'm Me and my wife have vacationed more in the past three years than I have in my entire life. Mm. And I love it. I mean, I'm going crazy on vacations. Yeah. Like I'm spending, I'm spending damn near, like if I was back in St. Louis, I'm spending down money. I mean, down payment money for a house on vacations. Because I know that these are going to be memories I'm going to hold on to the rest of my life. These are core memories. They're going to always be right here yeah. that I can refer to in those times when it gets hard and be like, man, when we did this, it was so much fun. Let me just work and knock this off so I can get back and make another memory like this. And like that's that's that right there for me is what I'm just trying to do, man. Just trying to keep keep those core memories 
build it. Absolutely, and man, I, I see the I see the black boy joy, the black man joy, uh, just coming out your pores, man. It's it's it's, it's live and it's and it's well and it's living through you. Now yeah. this ain't got shit to do with shit. You just said this earlier. You like to wear black shirts? Uh, why? Because I like to wear black shirts too. I might have, I might have a different reason. They slim it. Okay. Slim it, my nigga. My titties is tittying out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm thick as fuck. I got my mama's hips. I got ass. You feel me? So I got I got to do what I can. You know what I'm saying? It'd be, it be 80 degrees outside, and I'm the nigga with a jacket on. I'm trying to hide these goddamn hips. You feel me? But I'm working. I'm working yeah. really hard and diligently. I'm working out three times a week with a trainer, and then sometimes twice a day on my own, and I change my diet completely. Yeah. Um, so by August, I'm going to be a different person. You're going to be a dime come August, huh? You're going to be a bad bitch. In oh, August. you baddest, my nigga. <laughs> That's when you're going to see the light-skinned shit come up. You're going to see a lot of this. But no way, nigga, a lot of this. The baddest. And it's going to be the baddest because I worked real hard for it. Absolutely. I did it before, and I was on my way when the quarantine started, and then the quarantine hit, and my, my trainer at that time, he lost his gym. And so... I gained a lot of the weight down and then seasonal depression and then yeah. losing my tour because of the COVID, like all that shit. It took effect. Like, don't think that niggas don't be getting sad. Niggas be right. getting sad. Right. <laughs> right. No, don't, don't see the, the followers and think niggas don't have bad days. Niggas have bad days. Yeah. My nigga, I've slept on the couch. My nigga, me and the old lady that got into it. I just choose to like, not, not harboring that the way that I used to. Absolutely. I was at the gym yesterday. I was working out, and I was I was down there killing myself. I just I said, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go get that surgery." And I ain't gonna do it, but I was listen, I was this close. <laughs> listen, I listen. I either gotta lose forty or gain sixty to get the surgery. Like, they ain't gonna give it to me. When I'm, I'm just, in that, in, and I've always been in that in between space. So yeah. like I just gotta do the work, man. I'm I had to gain too much and buy new clothes to get the surgery. All to have to buy new clothes again, my nigga. That's yeah, that's, that's too much work. Money. That's too yeah, much. Work. I just rather I rather just do it the old fashioned way. Look, cocaine and hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that ain't never hurt nobody. Look, <laughs> cocaine in your water that'll make you run better. Yeah. Now, but before I let you go, man, you gotta tell me about this tour. You uh, you you got some dates on your website. Now, the closest I saw you to us was a city in uh. City in Georgia, but I think it's for the is it the, is it the Zetas or the SG Row? Uh, they uh -huh. they're having their that, yeah, that's that's for the SG Row, SG Rose. um, and that's gonna be uh, still Georgia. I'm doing that June 11th, um, but currently I have um, the end of this month, I'm gonna be in Sacramento, uh, for Memorial Day weekend, and then um, I have Atlanta, Jul I'm sorry, let me just start with June, I have a still Georgia. And then Atlanta, uh, July 3rd, uh, that's going to actually be at the Atlanta Comedy Theater. Okay. July 5th, I'm at Zanies in Chicago. July 6th, I'm in Nashville uh, at Zanies. July 7th, I'm in Huntsville at Stand Up Live. Um, July 21st through the 23rd, I'm in D.C., I believe. Um, August 3rd, I'm in Indiana. And August 4th, I'm in St. Louis, and I might double back to Indiana on that sixth or seventh, I think whatever that Sunday is for another show. Um, so my whole goal, bro, for real, was just to do my tour. Mm -hmm. Like as I said, I took business. If you know, most businesses don't they don't they don't end in the black in the first year. They they finish in the red. Yeah. And usually they first three to Couple five years, years yeah. in the red, trying to get to the black. So with me being realistic and you know just being business minded, I'm like, well. Again, this won't be a money grab. This will just be a personal goal that I achieve and I can check off the box. Next year, it might potentially be a money grab yeah. the year after that. But this year, if I make any money, that's a blessing. Anything over than 
what I expected is 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 a blessing for me. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just overflow. So and I just take that money, invest it back in the business, you know, hire somebody else. Next year we we got a better router. We got better we got a better um travel. We have better hotels, whatever it may be. But you know, it's just it's a testament to just working harder and, and never forgetting the goal and you know, making yourself better. Again, it's chess, you know what I'm saying? Like your first palm might get snatched up, but your third or fourth palm might take the rook. So Absolutely. like just doing it better each time you get a chance to each move. So that's what I'm trying to do. Absolutely. Man, listen, I appreciate you for jumping on here with me, especially in midday, one o'clock for you. Uh, man, I, I, I came in with all these questions that I thought I was going to ask and I ain't even had to touch them because you you gave me everything I was looking for and more. So I know that everybody's going to appreciate this interview, man. Uh, what sure. can they follow you on social media? What, real quick, what can they follow you at? It's to hear more on everything, you know, T-A-H-I-R-M-O-O-R-E. The website is to hear more.com or everything bagel tour.com. Um, Kev kept calling me everything bagel. So I was like, <laughs> marketing. That's, that's what happened with word is hard. People kept talking about me messing up and then I created word is hard yeah. based on that. And so everything bagel tour just came from that. So that might be the tour name next year. Everything, everything bagel, bagel. Tour. Just look out for that. I like but that. I, I own that domain because ain't nobody taking that. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you for coming through, man, and rocking with us. This sure. is the Dignified Delinquents. <laughs>